Hi, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning into The Animal Files, the podcast where we expose the truth, science, and spirituality of pet care and provide you with the wisdom and tools you need to raise happy and healthy companion animals. My name is Victoria, an animal spirituality facilitator and integrative energy practitioner. And my name is Miranda, an animal health technologist and pet care safety expert. Welcome to The Animal Files. Today we have the most amazing interview for you. Her name is Lynette Smith of Rider Safe Foundation and she has been doing such incredible work and we wanted to bring this to you so you can support her and her efforts and really get some great information. And this is especially important for all you dog owners out there. So enjoy. Welcome, Lynette. We're so thrilled that you have agreed to come onto our show and share with us your wisdom and your expertise in uh, the area of pet safety. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. I'm excited to to learn more about, I know a little bit about your story, but I'm excited to learn more about what you have to share with us. Okay. And any tips and advice that you can provide for our listeners. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. I like to preface everything first by saying I'm not opposed to dog collars. I think dog collars serve a purpose and they are a good tool when they're used correctly and properly. And I didn't know that as well as I know it now. On October 24th in 2018, I hadn't been out of the house for very long and I came Mm -hmm. back into the house And I knew through the entryway of my home, something was wrong. I saw both of my dogs lying on the ground and I, it took a minute to register what was happening. And I dropped everything. I ran over. I saw that my black lab Skyra had her jaw stuck in my chocolate labs collar. And I quickly unclicked her. And then um, I realized that he was, he, he had died. He was not longer there. And I quickly got her outside and um, I lost my mind out on the back porch. And I just remember looking to the right and a friend of mine who I've known for years showed up and I didn't recognize him in that moment. He kept seeing Lynette, Lynette. And it was my friend, Tom. And he said, I was going left for a haircut and something said, go right and go to your house. And he happened to be here within minutes after this happening. And he helped me get everything situated. And my mom came over and my friend came over and we got, um, we have an animal crematorium and they took Ryder and we took Skyra to the vet. And when I got home that night, I didn't really understand what happened. I still, sometimes I don't understand what happens or how it happened, or it's just a crazy thing. And people say it's a freak accident, but it's really not a freak accident because it's actually incredibly common. Mm. And I started Googling and I found out it's called dog collar strangulation. Mm. And I never knew about it. And Mm -hmm. so as I started doing some research, um, the day that this happened, I, my friend Leslie said something. I said, I'm not telling anybody. She's like, you can't not tell anybody. I'm like, oh yeah, I can. I'm not telling anybody. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was mortified. I was terrified of being just crucified on social media if I posted it because Mm. not everybody understands that space of grace. Mm -hmm. So I just wasn't share it with anybody. She's like, you have to share your story. You have to tell people if you tell one person and 99 people are nasty and one person listens to the story and one person makes a change, you save the life of one dog 
and that's mm. worth the story. Oh, so totally. Absolutely. I decided to write about the story. And so two days, I think within a day or two, I wrote, I just sat down on Facebook one night, tears streaming down my face as I'm writing this post and put it out there on our Facebook page that I have for the dogs. The dogs had a Instagram. So I created a Facebook page that night, put the story up there. And within 20 minutes, there were a couple hundred comments and I kept oh. trying to get back to everybody. And by the next morning there were 1200. And by the next day there were like 2000. Oh my God. Wow. Within, within a week, there were over 10,000 comments and it had been shared 30,000 times. Um, it's reached over 3 million people through Facebook. Just if I look at the analytics of everything and it just kind of exploded. It, pseudo, it went mm. pseudo viral. It didn't go like viral, viral. And my goal is not for any notoriety for myself. The end of the day, it's to save dogs. I do not want anybody to ever walk into their home and come in the door to what I came into. And then I would see posts like, oh, that happened to us or our dogs were outside playing and I saw them through the kitchen window and they were entangled and, and they died in front of our eyes. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen stories where one dog died like Ryder did. They're strangled to get death because what happens is when one dog gets their jaw stuck in the collar, they alligator roll. And when they alligator roll, they end up strangling themselves because they're trying to get away. The other dogs sometimes can break their neck. So you can lose one to strangulation and one to a broken neck. I've mm -hmm. had people share stories where their dog that survived, their jaw was broken. They've lost teeth. Um, just horrific stories. And I thank God every day that Skyra's okay. And mm -hmm. I really believe in that moment when Ryder had passed that he was still with her, keeping her safe. Um, I believe that with everything in my power, she's really, really lucky to be alive. She had two edemas underneath her jaw on each side, all the pigment in her bottom jaw was completely gone. And it was, she's a black lab. So it went from black to pink mm. and she's got a scar under her chin now. And I, put the story out there and it got really big. And I thought, you know, I need to get the word out more. So mm -hmm. I talked to our local pet boutique and they put in a little tiny display of some breakaway dog collars. I had started Googling and I didn't know how to prevent this or what to do. And I learned about this, a dog collar, it's called a breakaway collar. And the woman that designed them, her name is Tenny and she lost her dog Chinook to dog collar strangulation. And so she's got an engineering background and she designed this patent, which I know your viewers can't see, but they can go to breakawaycaller.com and they can find it. Okay. And it's this little patent. And so this breaks away when tension's applied. When you walk your dog, you put the two here together. Mm. Wow. As this, which is a quick release. Okay. When you hear the word quick release, you think, oh, it releases quick. If I pull yeah. on that. <laughs> It doesn't release. And that's the right. kind of collar he died in was a quick release. Oh, wow. So I was able to unclick Skyra really fast, but Ryder had already gone. And mm -hmm. I just started doing a lot of research about it. And then I decided to create the Ryder Safe Foundation after him. And then I got business cards and started going out and doing a dog days of summer and just trying to keep getting the word out there. I post frequently about it. Our page blew up really fast. And then with the analytics and how Facebook is now, it just kind of, it's kind of flatlined. I've contacted news media stations and radio stations, anybody that I can think of, anybody that works with dog groomers, veterinarians, mm -hmm. breeders, kennels, pet stores, 
and trying to get some people on the bus of caller safety is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know there's a, a profit in it, but at the end of the day, I just would love to see a warning label on a dog collar that shares with people how to use it safely. When your dogs are home alone unattended, mm -hmm. take their collar off. Yeah. If you have two dogs for sure, take their collar off. When they're outside unattended, if you have fences, they can go and jump up, up on the fence mm -hmm. and they can hang themselves. The dog tags can get stuck in the Oh, the slats on decking, mm -hmm. they can get caught in the heater grates on the floor. The little dogs can go under furniture and they can get their collars stuck on bed springs, mm. doorknobs. I've had stories where dogs hung themselves with a the collar on the doorknob in the kitchen. Wow. Just trying to jump up on the counter. There's just so many, wow. uh, so yeah. many risks A lazy boy there. armchair. They just walk against the chair the right way. They're hooked. The moment they get hooked, they're almost like a horse, they're fight or flight. So their natural instinct to take over to try to save themselves kicks in. Mm -hmm. And when people are in that entanglement, if two dogs get together during that moment, there have been stories where people have been bit and been injured and hurt. And so then people don't want to share their story because they're afraid somebody might think their dog is dangerous, mm. but their dog really isn't. Right. Then when you factor in prong collars and chain collars, the chokes, mm -hmm. both of those have warning labels on it that say they should never be worn when they are not on a leash. When the leash is on, it's a training tool. As soon as that leash comes off, those collars should never be on a dog. Um, I see dog trainers using those chain collars. Their clients put dog tags on them. They use them as a dog collar. Mm -hmm. Those are so incredibly dangerous when they do it that way. Mm -hmm. If they get entangled in one of those, you need bolt cutters or industrial strength scissors. Mm. Wow. Hmm. And I don't know many people that have them. I have them in my car because I'm always around dogs. So they go with me everywhere because you never know. And so just trying to get the word out, you know, the, the prong collar, the chain collar, if that's your deal, that's totally fine. Just take it off your dog when they're home alone unattended. Never. And the other one, never, ever kennel or create a dog with a collar on any kind of collar. They should never have a tool in that kennel or a toy. They can hang themselves on the, on the kennel. And when people buy a used kennel, all this safety information has gone because they just bought the kennel or the crate. Mm. And so they don't know. And I have met so many people that it just takes a second. Oh, you have the cutest puppy. I love your puppy. I, my goal in life is to pet all the dogs. And then I just say, did you know you should never Put your puppy in a kennel. Oh my God. No, we didn't know that. We, we put our puppy in the kennel all the time with the collar on mm. and they immediately take it off. And so just, I'm that person. When I see a person with a dog and we meet, I now openly share the story pretty quickly, mm. nicely with a lot of grace, mm -hmm. no judgment for how they are raising their dog whatsoever. It's just a very, um, big space of caring and my love of pets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we're bringing this to our listeners because I, the more you talk, the more I'm like, this has to get out. Mm -hmm. People need to know this. I mean, they make breakaway collars for cats. That's like a normal thing. Yeah. Why don't they make it for dogs too? Because dogs can get into precarious situations as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that we're, we're bringing this to our listeners because mm -hmm. the work you're doing is incredible and it needs to go worldwide. Mm -hmm. It needs to be international and people in all countries, in all places need to have this information. Mm -hmm. So thank you. You know, a couple of good things have come from this. 
on a small scale. And I would love to see, I don't, I don't know what the magic number is. I would love to get his story on the news. I see stories of on a small proportion of things that have happened with animals. And I'm like, this is really big. 26,000 dogs die a year that we know of from dog collar strangulation. Mm -hmm. But when I'm out talking to people about one in five have either known somebody who's lost a dog that way, they lost a dog that way, or they had a near miss. So those statistics are about six years old mm -hmm. and the ownership of pets in the United States in the world has tripled. So that number is drastically higher. Wow but I don't have an actual statistic. And then, um, yeah, in fact, just all those things, but the dog collar that Ryder wore the day that he died, I just have to give a shout out. So the dog collar company, they're an amazing boutique collar company and they designed a collar that is a breakaway collar in honor of Ryder and well, in memory awesome. of Ryder and in honor of Skyra. And they've embraced our mission, which is fabulous. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. And they've been wonderful. And then connecting with Tenny about the breakaway collar. That's the only thing we put on our dogs is her breakaway collar and the one that they came up with. And then there was a company in the UK. They can't get breakaway collars over there. And so a gal named Michelle has a boutique in the UK and she designed a collar that she's able to sell her to her clients. And she even went above and beyond even from there. And she actually made a safety label for every dog collar she sells. Awesome. Which is amazing because I get the whole profit side of thing and not wanting to, you know, say, well, just be careful or don't wear the collar here, here, and here. Mm -hmm. But she says, you know, the collar is great. It's a good tool. You need it. Just wear it safely. Right. Never kennel or crate a dog with a collar on, collars off when they're home alone and attended and using a breakaway. And when they play, that is the biggest incident of dog collar strangulation, because you know how when dogs are playing and they kind of bite over the neck, they just get that jaw in that moment and then they twist. Mm -hmm. That is the most common way that they die. Wow. And it's unfortunate that there's just so little legis uh, regulation in the pet industry, whether it's for toys, products, food, there's just so little legislation and a lot of the people in the animal industry just don't, just aren't aware. They're not educated. They don't have aware. And there, there is very, not really much education out there. So there, it makes it difficult for them to become aware. I think the other hard thing that I run into is I have contacted some trainers in our area and some groomers and pet boarding. And they're like, oh, it's just a freak accident. It's, it's not a big deal. It, it doesn't happen very often. Let me tell you, if my dog is in your care and my dog does not come home, that is a big problem. Right. And I met another gal, Robbie. Um, she runs for Gracie's sake and she lost her dog to collar strangulation. She took her dog, Gracie, into a doggy daycare, left Gracie there. They put a chain collar on Gracie in a doggy daycare. Mm. And Gracie was dead within 20 minutes. Oh my God. She hadn't even got back to work before she oh, got back. Oh, that's my just horrible. Goodness. Yeah. And so the other thing that I really advocate for too, is when you have a dog, wherever they go, whoever they work with, ask them, what are your collar policies? If you're in a boarding facility, do they take the collars off? Our veterinarian here is amazing. They only have the breakaway collar there now. They have a poster for Ryder at three of their clinics and they have really stringent policies in their clinic about collar safety mm. that not, 
there is not one dog that can be in any kennel situation there with a collar on. Oh, that's, that's wonderful that there's, um, there are people out there who are open-minded enough to, to look at these other possibilities and not be like, well, this is the way it's always been. And Mm -hmm. we haven't seen any issues, so we're not going to consider it. So I commend these people who are open enough to take this into consideration. When we had so many people on our, our Facebook page, and I just appreciate how gracious they have all been and how kind and sympathetic they've been. And so many of them have made a change to take the collars off their dog and have their dogs safer. You know, the other thing too, I like to always remind people, get your dog microchipped. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Have a microchip so then they can come back safely. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather have a breakaway collar on my dog. And I stand by this and Hudson, my sneaky little rescue, he got out when we were at the Oregon coast two weeks ago on vacation. Mm-hmm. He snuck out right behind me and he didn't have, he had his collar on, but he lost his GPS tag on that day. But I would much rather have him get out with a breakaway because if that collar came off, I still know he would be standing a better chance by himself out there and fortunately he just went to the pretty gal and found where the snacks were (laughs) so we got it back quickly (laughs) yeah bless his little heart (laughs) I feel like as horrible as this incident was that you had to deal with that perhaps it was maybe on some level meant to be because you were intended to be an advocate for this this type of thing You know, I will share with you um, two things. One, for anybody who is listening, who has gone through this, um, share your story. It's so important for healing and growth. Um, The guilt is deafening. It's overwhelming. Initially, uh, the first day is the worst and finding a way to navigate and get through that Mm -hmm. will help and sharing the story helps, but letting go of that guilt because it is a horrible accident Mm -hmm. that none of us knew anything about. And we can make it better for other people. And I try to live in that space. There's a part of guilt that will never not go away, but it's a lot less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine and I talking and she said, you know, I really believe that his sole purpose, his sole contract was for this to be his path. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was not going to be with me for a long time. I just always had this feeling that it would be a short span with him Mm. if that makes any sense I just didn't I got chills so it makes perfect sense to me (laughs) (laughs) I think it's exactly what happened yeah Yeah. I believe I believe in signs I get signs all the time and I just have found that space that this was his path and I am not afraid to share the story and that this is just kind of what was destined to be And I believe that everything happens for a reason, no matter what it is. And we don't always understand it in the moment, but then we find that space. Mm -hmm. And we have this beautiful rescue dog that we brought into our home named Hudson. And I believe that Ryder brought him to us also. And he's been great for helping Skyra heal. Mm. Um, I have a dog that battles with PTSD from this. Mm. And we just have a lot of grace with her and try to navigate all that. But it's, it's been an interesting road. But at the end of the day, I just... I want to save the lives of other dogs mm-hmm. and I don't know how to get this out there bigger, but I'm always open to that and just trying different ways. I'm starting to pull names for people that work in Olympia and I want to go lobby with 
those that are advocating for dog safety standards and different things and try and get some laws on the books. I'd love to have something called writer's law where they have to mandatorily label every dog collar with a printing label. That's kind of my overreaching goal. Through what kind of label? Like a little warning oh, label warning that goes label. on the dog collar. Yes, okay. Yep, where they have to label them just with a little label that says, this is how you wear the, use the collar safely. Right. Just something simple mm -hmm. that's easy to read will pay attention to and you know also that anybody working with pets mm -hmm. they have to have better standards daycares and pet boarding mm -hmm. terrify me yeah. yeah I mean it's really not necessary for collars to have to be worn when the animals are inside no so and I'll hear stories like oh but we need to be able to get them or this or that and I'm like oh. you're really putting the lives of the other dogs that you work with at risk is it is it worth it because that one dog is everything to that one person. Yeah. yeah. And that's where training comes in because if you've got a well-trained dog, then they should respond to a command that you've mm -hmm. trained them to understand. So. No, absolutely. I um, have partnered up with Tenny from the breakaway callers and Robbie and the three of us are kind of the sisters of change. We're the we're the warriors of trying to make it better for other dogs and sharing our stories and mm -hmm. having that team of the three doing that makes a big difference too. I think that it's helpful. The more that we share mm -hmm. and the more we get our voices out. And when I hear stories from other people, I always try to reach out to them and touch base. Like I, I'm here if you need anything because I get nobody really understands if they haven't been through it. They mm -hmm. say like, oh, I'm so sorry. We understand that's horrible. Mm -hmm. But there's this little space that just knowing somebody who went through the same thing because it goes up and down. And this has been almost three years. And I still have days where I'll go somewhere and I'll see something. And I've just got like, I'm a BB in my bonnet. I'm like, oh, I just need to do something needs to change for the better. Yeah, well, I think I speak for both Miranda and myself that the animal files will help you wherever we can, because this is super important and our listeners can help spread the word and we can get, oh, we got, we have, we have avenues that we can pursue to get this out for you, because this is such an important thing that people don't know that they don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it has to, it, it, ha we have to save the lives of these animals. Our goal here at the animal files is to let people know that it's about the animal. It's not about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anything we can do to help people see that is, that's what our work is here at the animal files. So I'm so glad that you're here with us today and we get to talk to you and hear your story. Cause it's just, we, it's got to get done. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate, I appreciate that so much. And I agree with you too. It, everything that I'm doing, none of it's about me. It's all about Ryder. It's about Skyra. It's about other dogs. It's about the people that have gone through this. And it's just about trying to find a way for this not to happen mm -hmm. today alone. A hundred dogs are going to die. A mm hundred -hmm. people are going to walk into their home that I, at, at least, to a dog that has died from collar strangulation or in their backyard playing. And that's the part that just breaks my heart mm -hmm. uh, it is, is it's, it's too many heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. 
incredibly yeah. heartbreaking. You know, and there's another, I, I met another lady through my story. And since this is about dog safety, another one, and I always like to share this because it's actually a really big one too, is chip bag suffocation. Mm. So yes. So prevent pet suffocation. Her name is Bonnie. She lost her dog. Her dog got in its head stuck in a potato chip bag. And when that happens, the food bag acts as a vacuum and the dog can't get its head out of the bag. Mm. And so we follow her and it's just another thing, you know, in addition to the collars, if you have kids or you have potato chips out or food bags, cereal, Cheerios, close those bags, make sure they're not in the way of a dog or a puppy or a child. Um, that's also just another simple fix to a really big danger for pets. You know, we've got all of these warnings for children. It's like, you know, keep plastic bags and stuff like that away from your children. But yeah. nobody thinks about that when it comes to their animals. At least I haven't really seen much warning around that. So, but it makes sense. Cause I mean, a, an animal is about the equivalent of a same age as a toddler. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have that same curiosity and, you know, lack of awareness that what they're doing could potentially put them in danger. Yeah. So even the best trained dog, when mom's not looking, they're like, Ooh, <laughs> That oh, we, we, we've mentioned in, in several of our episodes that a bored animal will find something to entertain themselves with. And it will tend to be something that has to do with food or anything that makes a noise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I've heard, um, I mean, when I first started sharing writer's story too, I had to take a break from social media because it's really easy to get stuck in that space and mm -hmm. wanting to reply back. And, you know, I don't, I don't get anything for sharing the breakaway dog collar, mm -hmm. nothing. It's literally just for the sole purpose of knowing that if you know about that dog collar, then your dog's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't get anything for this. Any marketing materials I make, I pay for myself out of my own pocket. This is all just out of my story to make it better for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, we're we'll have to get all of your links and all of the people that you're connected with, and we're going to put them on the show notes so everybody can have access to this. Oh, that's great. Go to the description. Mm -hmm. um, anything we can do to help lead people in the right direction of what's going to be better for their dog. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's great. And, you know, as far as dog owners, when you're working with a dog trainer or a boarding facility or a groomer, whoever is handling your dog, just ask them, what are your collar policies? And if they're with a boarding facility, do they have first aid training? Do they know what to do in the case mm, of an emergency? Good point. Do they have first aid? Do they have tools? Do they have bolt cutters and industrial strength scissors? Dog parks are a whole other, a whole other ball of wax because having emergency tools at a dog park is hard because you can't really keep them there because they'll disappear. But in a dog park, depending on where you live and how your park is set up, some places are collarless. Some places you can wear whatever collar you have. And so when you are there, if you don't know what the other dog is wearing, mm -hmm. that also kind of opens up Pandora's box to something happening. Right. So just being mindful of the dogs, for instance, the dogs that come to our home to play, they're either in a breakaway collar or they're naked. Mm -hmm. They have no collar.
and that's just kind of the rule or they don't they don't get a play mm -hmm. and we have a fenced yard and everybody's safe it just makes it less stressful and um, chains and prongs are you know fine on a leash if that's what people are using just don't let dogs play in them don't use them as collars mm -hmm. in the home and I will say I, I didn't know I had a dog trainer 20 years ago that put a chain collar on my dog we had that collar on our dog hmm. we thought it was a collar we got it from a trainer I didn't wow. know that. yeah well now I know better so I can say that I've done it I'm not I'm not perfect I make mistakes mm -hmm. I've used devices and tools that were recommended by trainers and now I'm educated yeah. on how to do things differently and I just I just want to make it safer for for all dogs yeah. and again that's another area that's not regulated dog training because you don't go to a specific school to get trained as a trainer it's you get basically you get trained by somebody else who's a trainer so you yeah. learn whatever it is that they do in their business mm -hmm. and recently in the last year I learned about force free training which oh. yeah and it's it's basically it's about using methods that is positive not it's more than just positive reinforcement but it's positive reinforcement and it's not using any aversive kind of techniques mm -hmm. so using something like a chain collar or prong collar or something like that would right. be more of an aversive technique because it's more of a punishment right type of thing so you know there's there's definitely alternatives to that and there are trainers out there who know how to use these different alternative methods which can be much more beneficial for the animals because they they don't get traumatized physically emotionally or anything like that and it enables pet parents to have a much stronger and positive relationship with their animals I think that's a, a great, I think that's great. I am very positive and calm with Skyra. I, she needs that. You can't even, the smoke detector can't go off in the house anymore because she's like, ah. mm. oh. yeah. You know, the other thing too, I forgot harnesses. I just wanted to throw this in there because we talked about all the other callers. I've had people mm -hmm. write in and say, we use a harness on our dog. That's totally safe. Mm -hmm. You still don't want to leave your dog in the home unattended alone with the harness on because the nope. same thing can happen. Oh, yeah. I've seen stories where the, the chest piece on the harness has gotten stuck on the mouth of the dog. They've got their jaw underneath it. Oh, okay. And so if their jaw is open for too long, mm -hmm. they, they can die because yeah. they get dried out. Well, and harnesses so are only for walking. I right. mean, anybody who keeps a harness on their dog when their dog's not walking, it's kind of defeating the purpose of what the harness was invented for. <laughs> you know, but people don't know. And so sometimes yeah. they think, well, yeah. like, okay, collars are dangerous. We heard this story from this girl about her dog rider. We're going to use a harness that's safer. It's a tool that should be used when they're walking, when attached to a leash, and then take it off. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, I could even see clothing that is put on animals when they're inside you know one of those jackets or something like that that yep. those could also be just as much of a risk because if you if they get caught on something it may not oh be God, the same bandanas oh bana Sorry, yeah, right. bandanas. Yeah. yeah all those little necklaces and doggy bandanas right 
I totally forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, Basically, keep your clothes. animals naked or have breakaway collars. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is, which why I love um, Robbie's site because it's for Gracie's sake, but her website is, um, I believe it's uh, the Nake, Naked, Naked Dog Project. Because hers <laughs> is all about play naked. <laughs> and I even have a bracelet that says play naked. It's a good, it's a good conversation piece because people be like, what, why are you wearing that bracelet? What, what does that mean? I'm like, well, let me tell you, it's about dog collar safety. <laughs> Definitely opens up the conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to, um, to talking about groomers for a moment. Cause yes. I, in my experience, I have seen the groomer tables that they just have the collar, the collar part that just goes around the, the neck when they're on the mm -hmm. table. And that's probably generally fine for when they're actually working on the animal. But mm -hmm. I wonder how many groomers actually walk away from the table and leave the animal unattended on the table. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about that one. Okay. I was, yeah, let me tell you about that one. I was at a groomer, this is with my previous black lab and I had walked in and there was a little white dog on the grooming table and she came over to help me and left the dog at the table. The little dog jumped off the table. Oh yeah. She ran over there and put the dog back on the table and the dog was fine, thank God. But I did not stay and I took my dog with me. I was just at another place that had a groomer and they turned their back on the dog for a couple of minutes. And I've seen it happen more times than I can count. Mm. So I actually groom my own dogs. <laughs> I just, yeah, they, they turn their back, they get distracted. They have other things going on. Or if there is an incident, one of our um, places in town, there was an incident with two dogs getting into a fight that were waiting. And there, I'm sh there was a dog on the table. Fortunately, nothing happened to the dog on the table. It just stood there, but you never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just it's so once this, after this happened, it's like, okay, the vet clinic, how do they take care of the dog? Is the collar off in the kennel? Oh my God. What about the groomer? Oh wait, what about boarding? Mm -hmm. I don't need, we just take our dogs on vacation with us. I don't board them. They just they go with us. And if they can't go, I, I don't go. Mm -hmm. It sounds <laughs> to me like there needs to be some kind of a safety program that is created that becomes mandatory for all people who are working in these animal services to- Oh, I would love take. that. I think it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. I actually got um, blocked from a uh, boarding facility over in Spokane. Robbie and I both did actually. And we were being very nice. We weren't starting a fight. We weren't picking anything. We were just, hey, you know, we see your facility is amazing and it's beautiful and it's really well done. And we just wanted to share with you about dog collar safety because we happened to notice that you have some dogs in chain collars and this and that. And they were just like, there's never a problem. And you know, you're, you've lost your mind and you don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. And mm. so at the end of the day, I saw something yesterday and it, and it said something about planting the seed. Mm. And I thought about that moment again yesterday. I thought, you know what? They may have blocked us and they may not have wanted to hear anything about what we had to share, but the seed's been planted. Right. There's a part of me that's thinking that some of these facilities don't want to talk about it because it's already happened in their facilities and they don't want the lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's could probably, that's what's coming up for me. And, you know, it's sad that. if that's what's actually happening, but you know, you talked about the guilt and you talk about 
all of that. And that makes so much sense that if you are an actual business, a facility, you have an extra layer on top of the guilt. You have, I can get sued. Mm-hmm. I can, so they're not going to talk. They don't want to have the conversation because then it opens them up. It's almost like we don't want to know about it because if we don't know about it, we're, we're protected from well, legally, to- legally. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, and Michelle, the gal in the UK, she's got a pet shop. She didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. She's not even the pet shop where we purchased anything. I, she's in the UK and she made a huge difference for her clients and her customers. And with any pet store or pet shop of any of that type, you know, you have somebody that comes in with a puppy and you're like, oh my gosh, your puppy's so cute. What do you need? How can we help you? Can we educate you just a little bit too on your dog? It takes 30 seconds for anybody working in a, in a pet store to say, make sure you never kennel your dog with a collar on ever. It's really dangerous. They can have their tags get stuck. And when they're home alone and attended, you want to take the collars off. And when they're in the backyard, you'd, and then like the chain things where you see people tether their dogs outside, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's just an accident waiting to happen. But it literally is such a quick thing. And when you know our story and you do nothing and then it happens again, you're culpable. Mm-hmm. Totally. Period. Absolutely culpable. Right. Period. Yeah. 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 I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm at that point now after a couple of years, it's like, you, you, you know, the story, we're just trying to help. We're not trying to be a, a pain. I'm not tr- oh, like, oh, here she comes. Here's that girl with that story again about her dog. Oh my God we're it's not about me Mm -hmm. and as I was driving today too I thought you know it's been three years there's a lot of people that have forgot the story Mm. I live the story every day I walk into the same house I have wind chimes over the spot where he died I did rip up all the carpet and have hardwoods in here because I couldn't look at him anymore but I live it every day it never goes away and I just pray that it doesn't happen to other people but I also happen to know on somebody's birthday a couple of years ago in my town, the rescue where I got my dog, they have, they give flyers and things that we create on our website and have given them to their clients. They went out for a birthday party and came home and their dog that they had just got had died from strangulation. Mm-hmm. A, facil- or a boarding facility I was at had just shared with me. Oh yeah. We had that happen this morning, but the dogs are fine and yay. But as I was going through the facility, I'm like, Oh my God, there are dogs with like two and three collars on buckle collars. Buckle collars are the worst because if you have a buckle collar on your dog and they're entangled, you got to pull that collar tight to loosen it. Oh yeah. Right. You don't have any slack at all. Mm -hmm. And so those are, there, there are moments where I'm like, okay, take a deep breath, Lynette, calm down. This is good. <laughs> it's, it's tough, especially when you know, when you know, like without a shadow of a doubt that this happens mm-hmm. and you see it everywhere. It's yeah. a, that's a, that's an interesting place to be in. It's a, uh, a difficult place to be in because you want to help. You want to save these dogs. You want to help people be better and do better. And unfortunately, you know, the human nature is to be defensive first and yep. mm-hmm. tell you, you, you don't know what you're talking about when in fact, you know, I mean, you know, to your core mm-hmm. yeah, 
and these people aren't it, so i i get it it's very difficult i'm sh- i yeah. mean i do it all the time i i know with my work i see it all the time and i have to bite my tongue and i'm sure that's you know because you know you experienced it mm-hmm. and you know that's why i hope that we can get this mm-hmm. out to like the masses for you yeah. because it's such an important topic that is not getting talked about when i go through any pet store i go through whether it's Petco or a pet boutique, it doesn't matter. I look at every collar and I'm looking at the back of the tags. Like, do they have a warning label? Do they have one? Do they have one? And I was actually pretty surprised and pleased to say that Petco, our local one here, had several that had a warning label, oh. which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people read it, but I'm like, it's a start, but I just want that to catch fire. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a stick of dynamite mm-hmm. with, a, like, you know, like when's it going to hit that it gets out there? Right. Yeah. I would love to see our story on, you know, the different news stations. I've emailed every news station I can think of. I just keep sending the story every month. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to send that today. And I just send it and nothing. Well, right now, it's, will pay yeah, off. right now it may not be considered important enough um, over the pandemic information perhaps, but. <laughs> you know, the funny thing and not funny, haha, but more ironic Tide Pods. Okay. Tide pods are now safe. There were 7,000 incidences with Tide tide pods. And my heart goes out to anybody who has lost anybody in a traumatic way, period. Mm -hmm. And definitely not overshadowing that space, Mm -hmm. but they have changed it and they made them safer. How many dogs need to die? How many more need to lose their life to this for this to become important? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said 26,000 dogs a year? A year that we know of, and that's a six-year-old statistic, and animal ownership has tripled. That's crazy. So if I do the math, then, you know, it's pretty equivalent to dogs in the back of pickup trucks, 120,000 die a year from that. Mm. So um, I would love to get an updated statistic, but Mm -hmm. when I talk to people, it's it's one in five. Mm -hmm. One out of five people, they know somebody, they've experienced it. I was at our local mini mart and I was the guy that works there said something. And I shared something I had on my writer safe foundation jacket. And I told him what that was about. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh my God, my um, girlfriend, our dog died like that. Mm. I didn't know. Right. Have any, and so, oh, sorry. oh no. So we just kind of had that moment of like, wow, I, he's really, I see him every day. How, the people who have shared their stories with you, have any of them been willing to have their stories become public? I've had more people share their story that have just wanted to share it and have somebody talk to them mm-hmm. about the story and help them navigate it. Then I've had mm-hmm. more people wanting to share it. I'm always mm-hmm. open. i am just created a page on our website to share other people's stories. So I'm always open. Oh, okay. So if people have stories and they want to get the word out, I'm all about it. You know, there was a gal in our area. She had shared her story on Facebook and she ended up with um, over 10,000 shares or comments. She got quite a bit of um, response from hers to get the word out also. And every time I hear a story, my heart breaks because I go back to that space. I, I know that moment. I will never not remember that, that moment. And there's a lot about that day mm-hmm. that I, that's black and gone trauma is a funny Mm -hmm. thing but I remember that feeling when I walked in the door and I know that feeling that they're going through when they go through this and I know that space of being afraid to share the story 
especially when you mm-hmm. ta- start talking about dog breeds too, depending on the breed and how certain breeds are viewed. And then you factor in the story. There's all these layers to it. It's not just this one space. And then just how is it going to be taken out there when you share the story? How are people going to respond? Mm-hmm. And I'm a really sensitive person, but I also have a lot of grit. And right. I was able to walk away when some of the, I didn't go down the rabbit hole, if you will. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm sharing this for the people that want to listen. I'm sharing this for the people that are open to trying something <laughs> different to make their dogs we have safer space and keep dogs safe in that space. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of look at the bigger picture. I'm not going to let a few right. nasty comments and a few nasty people stop me from my mission. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop. I will share his story right. every single day for the rest of my life. Good for you. Mm. Yeah. And if there are any of our listeners have experienced something like this, then I encourage you to share your story with Lynette. Absolutely. And the more people who can be willing to share it publicly so that we can get all of these examples of these stories out there, the better able we will be, or Lynette will be, to be able to help make changes in this area of safety. Well, I, I, I look at it as it's a, a group effort. And I just really want to speak yeah. to also, I know we've talked about the people that have gone through this, but I know that there is somebody out there today. I, I know it and I have goosebumps when I say this. I know there's somebody out there listening today that's having a really hard time. They've gone through mm-hmm. this. They're in the moment. They're in that not good space with this. Mm-hmm. Reach out to me, reach out to any of us because it's not your fault. You didn't know it's a horrible Mm -hmm. accident and you have to repeat that to yourself every day to get through this and to remind yourself, like it's a horrible accident. I didn't know it was an accident and give yourself a lot of grace and to just reach out. I know there's somebody out there struggling. Mm -hmm. I can feel it. Me too. The chills just went from my head all the way down. (laughs) As we're talking, I'm like, somebody has just popped in here and I know that somebody is out there struggling and they're having a really hard time and it could be more than one, but we're here. We support you. We, you know, we bless you. You're, this is a horrible thing and you're going to be okay. I promise you're going to be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to also Add that if any of our listeners are uh, own or work for an industry, an animal industry, and you have seen or experienced something like this, and you know that there's a fear in getting out there or letting people know about it, if it happens once, again, it's a, it's not being aware of what could have happened but now you have the opportunity to to make changes and do things differently and educate your clients and when you take that opportunity you're going to develop much more credibility for for your clients and so I do encourage you to to come out and speak about it when I think and train that- your cl- and train your employees. If anybody yes. out there is a groomer or has a grooming establishment or a, a pet store, pet, a pet store, mm-hmm. a, a pet a doggy daycare, any of those, 
if you're listening, educate your employees, educate yourself, Mm -hmm. and let's collectively save the dogs. On my website, I'll save one dog. Yeah, that's all that matters. (laughs) We I create marketing materials. So does uh, so does Robbie. They're on our website. They're free. They're downloadable. You can print them in color. And I have flyers that I send to people that are printed in color, ready to go as well, because we want to work collectively. That's key. So we create things. They're they're already done. It's like here's a flyer. Did you know dog collars can kill? Harsh message. We have a lighter one. Do you know the dangers about dog collars? Depending on how they want that to come across. And mm-hmm. people say, I hear frequently, oh, it was a freak accident. I loathe that sentence to a T. I hate it. It is not a freak accident. A freak accident is something that happens one time. It's random. It's freak accident. This is really, really common, more common than people know. So it's not a freak mm-hmm. accident. Just my little, mm-hmm. my, that's like the little, like, mm, it's not a freak accident. Do you have um, material too that if they don't want to print something that they could send in an email mm-hmm. or post on social media or something like that if they wanted to share that way? Our stories pinned to the top of the Labradorable Writer Safe Foundation Facebook page. And I'll get you a whole bunch of links. I'll send them to both of you through the different okay. people that I talked Wonderful. about today. And then on our website, you can download our flyers and you can attach those to an email. They don't have to be printed. And then mm-hmm. we also have through Tenny from the breakaway caller, she has these cool little marketing flyers that people can have. And mm-hmm. I can get those also. So it talks about the breakaway caller and it just reminds people like two dogs playing, fences and decks, crates, branches, shrubs, and how the breakaway works. And so these mm-hmm. come, um, and when you buy a collar from her, you get one of these too, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. We provide mm-hmm. a lot of things because again, this is not about me, it's about the dogs. And my goal mm-hmm. is to shift it to a nonprofit. And mm. literally it's just education. Right. But that's a whole other ball of wax and I don't know how to do that. So I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always got a, a, a platform with us to help you in any of these endeavors. I sure um, appreciate both of you more than you know. <laughs> and I feel Ryder's with us today and he's just like, there's my mom. You go, girl. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close, we went a little bit longer than we expected, but this is incredible information and we are so grateful that we were able to give you so much in such a short amount of time. So is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with before we close for today? You know, the best advice I have is enjoy your dogs, love them, tell them that you love them all the time, every day, because the last memory I have with Ryder, I gave him big kisses on his head that day. And I just was like, I love you so much. You're so great. And with Skyra too. And so I have that really good space with him, Mm. you know, just love your dogs. You just, you don't know what holds what, what you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow your kids, your Mm -hmm. family, your dogs, whoever it is that you love, fix Mm -hmm. it, make it right. Don't go to bed angry, go to bed with love and grace and it's, it's going to be fine. So, yeah. Yep. 
and I do. I kiss my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they uh, they're my superstars. They follow me everywhere. I can't do anything in this house by myself, and it's okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> yep. Well, we planted the seeds, and hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, an immense tree grows from it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you more than you know, and I'm grateful for all your listeners who have listened. And if we've got one person that really here's our message, then that's one more dog saved. And that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Awesome. If you want to follow Lynette or connect with her, we'll put the links in the show notes. I just want to also mention a little bit more of your background, which I was going to do in the beginning, but we (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) went right into it. So, but you've had a pretty diverse background and you are an award-winning photographer uh, and instructor with Equine Studies Institute, from what I saw, mm-hmm. and a member of the Equine Photo uh, Equine Photographers Network and the American Quarter Horse Association. So it sounds like you're pretty involved with horses as well. Yeah, there, I, my soul is part horse and part dog. I'm also a third grade teacher. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so you've got a pretty diverse background. And what is it um, What is it that you teach at the Equine Studies Institute? I teach an intro to photography class and it's just getting people that fundamental foundation for photographing horses. I started oh, okay. photographing horses years ago and I remember my first event, I went to photograph, the camera I had didn't work. So then I went and bought a bigger camera and then the lens I had didn't work. So then I had to buy a bigger lens. <laughs> And I kind of figured it out by the luck of the draw and they reached out to me and I followed somebody named Gawani Ponyboy, who is a horse instructor. And okay. I met the Don Blazer and Eleanor through him and they reached out to me and asked me if I'd teach a course through that. And so I said, yes. And Don has since passed away and his wife and I work together and we honor his legacy by continuing the courses. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. My soul is part horse for sure. Guarantee that I'll have another one. <laughs> Horses are amazing creatures. I've worked on them myself and this, you can't beat the energy of a horse. They're no, just so compassionate and generous and open. And they're just such loving creatures. The nook of the neck, that deep breath and that horse smell mm-hmm. and the sweaty leather. It's great. <laughs> I need to meet a farmer so that I can like, I need some horses, a couple more dogs. I'd like to rescue. I would love to have a couple of ducks and maybe a goat and a cow mm. and some chickens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I basically, I love all animals and it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, and you know, the funny thing too, Victoria, uh-huh. ironic, funny horses, right? I've had horses. I, you never put a halter on a horse in a pasture. No, you never would. Didn't make the jump to a dog collar. Hmm. And even had bought a brand new headboard for my bedroom. And I was making sure, nope, I can't do that. They could get their heads stuck. Nope, I can't do that. This could happen. And now I could, so I just went with a straight board. So I'm like that person. I think about all these things and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Mm. And then that flips the switch and then it's like, it was a horrible accident. I didn't know. And I had somebody tell me mm. once, like we, well, we shared the story once. Okay. You shouldn't share it once. You should share it every single day, all the time. Once is not enough. Yeah. 
especially in today's mm-hmm. day and age when everybody's got the attention span of a gold space, goldfish, yep. because there's so much out there. We're being bombarded mm-hmm. with so much. We just can't keep our focus on one thing. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One extra tip that I would like to leave our listeners with too is if you are using a collar when walking your dogs, in most cases, preferable to use a harness, especially if you've got a dog that pulls. It's not as much of an issue for larger dogs, but a dog that pulls, they get that pressure from the collar onto their trachea. And especially with small dogs, it can cause damage, long-term damage to the trachea. So I do recommend using a harness over over a collar when you're walking your dogs. I think that's great. I use harnesses on these kids. Well, this has been an immensely uh, satisfying conversation. (laughs) I'm so glad we got this out. It's definitely going to change my view on a lot of things because the seeds have been planted. We now know what we didn't know. I like that. And we We can do better. And now we can do better. Love that. So thank you so much Mm -hmm. for sharing your story with us and being a part of this incredible project, journey, love-filled, (laughs) compassion-filled journey and yeah continued success and best of luck to you and we will do whatever we can to support you here at the animal files and right back at you and i will be adding your link to my website so people can find you as well oh thank you very much you You bet (laughs) awesome well have a wonderful day and we will see you next time Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to rate, review, and recommend the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want some more great info, be sure to check out www.theanimalfilespodcast.com.